Amazon is in the business of building flywheel businesses. A flywheel business, as Amazon defines it, is one that provides so much value and delight to customers that after a certain inflection point, the flywheel business reaches sufficient critical mass and starts accelerating faster and faster under its own momentum. Amazon has created five such flywheel businesses since it became a public company 21 years ago. I will share with you what these five flywheel businesses are in this third episode of our Amazon Bound podcast. I'm Nick Dimitrov. Welcome. You are listening to episode three of the Amazon Bound podcast. In this episode, we will start our journey to help prepare you to interview well with Amazon. In this episode and the following two episodes, we will cover three different sections with contextual Amazon knowledge and will dedicate a separate episode to each section. The three sections are one, Amazon's business, two, Amazon's culture, and three, Amazon's interview process. I will start each section with a brief overview of the contents we will cover, like a roadmap of sorts. Most importantly, I will outline how each individual section will contribute to one of the main goals of our podcast, which is to prepare you to interview effectively with Amazon. So we're starting out with section one, Amazon's business. This section will include a discussion of Amazon's mission statement and business strategy. We will go over the four Amazon customer types and we'll touch on Amazon's business success. Lastly, we will end the episode with a quiz. You can find the full quiz on our website, amazonbound.today, and then email us your responses to hello at amazonbound.today. Then, in the beginning of each following episode, we will announce five listeners who have submitted correct answers to the quiz and have won a free lifetime access to the essential course to prepare for the Amazon interview, which is normally valued at $200. Let's keep going. How will this section dedicated to Amazon's business contribute to our overall goal? to help prepare you for the Amazon interview? The answer is that this episode will start immersing you in the Amazon business and culture. This episode will start giving you the contextual knowledge on top of which later on, you would build your tactical written preparation for the Amazon interview. That's it. All right, now we are ready to start with section one. Amazon's business. In this section, we will cover five specific topics. One, Amazon's mission and strategy. Two, Amazon's customer experience basics. Three, Amazon's customers. Four, Amazon's business success. And five, our very first quiz. Let's get going. Starting with topic one, Amazon's mission and strategy. Amazon's mission is to be Earth's most customer-centric company. It's very important to pay attention to the specific words in the mission statement. Words matter at Amazon. Amazon's mission statement is to be Earth's most customer-centric company. The mission statement isn't to be the planet's most customer-centric company or 
to be the world's most customer-centric company. The specific choice of the word Earth is important because there are multiple planets. There's only one Earth. And Amazon is intent on communicating with extreme precision that they aim to be the most customer-centric company on this one planet, Earth. That is how Amazon communicates, both internally and externally, starting from how they articulate their mission statement and then permeating through everything else the company does. While still staying on topic one, let's shift gears and briefly discuss Amazon's strategy. You could summarize Amazon's strategy by saying that Amazon is first and foremost a customer-obsessed company. Other companies could define their strategy by benchmarking themselves against their competitors. These companies are competitor-obsessed. A third type of companies could benchmark themselves against technology and be technology-obsessed. Amazon is customer-obsessed and anything they do starts and ends with the customer. What this means is, whenever Amazon wants to build a new service or a new product, instead of deciding what technology to use first, or what team or what product management to follow, Amazon starts with the customer and writes a press release. They write a fictitious press release where they imagine announcing the new product to customers as the product is released in the future. This is a completely fictitious press release, a number of years in the future, that articulates the benefits that the product is going to deliver to customers. The press release includes interviews with customers. It also includes interviews with Amazon VPs or third-party partners involved in bringing the service to market. Therefore, Amazon would refuse to launch any new service or build any new product unless there is specific and easily understood benefit to the end customer. This is what Amazon means when they say that they constantly attempt to innovate on behalf of customers. There are really two types of innovation at Amazon. One, the continuous step-by-step -step innovation, which they're very good for. And two, the clean sheet innovation, which Jeff Bezos has gone on record by saying, we're willing to be misunderstood over the long run and innovate on behalf of customers. We do the things that we believe are going to pay off in the long run for our customers. That is a key Amazonian cultural trait and a typical Amazon way of thinking. Okay, this covered topic one, Amazon's mission and strategy. Now let's move to topic two, Amazon's customer experience basics. Like we discussed just now, Amazon is obsessed with customers. Customer obsession is the number one fabric which defines Amazon's corporate culture. Amazon loves how divinely discontent customers are, as Bezos puts it, and Amazon tries to look around corners to anticipate the customer's evolving needs. But, more importantly, in addition to trying to anticipate how customer needs would change, Amazon also defines the customer experience elements that are not going to change in the future. What are those elements? What are those foundational pieces that are always going to be the same no matter what? 
Bezos describes the notion of these unchanging customer experience basics by saying the following, I can't imagine that 10 years from now, customers are going to say, I really love Amazon, but I wish their prices were a little higher. <laughs> um, therefore, in addition to trying to stay ahead of things and to constantly innovate on behalf of customers, Amazon remains laser focused on what are the critical customer components that are not going to change. And by staying true to those persistent atomic level components, Amazon is building what they call flywheel businesses. A flywheel business, as Amazon defines it, is a business that provides so much value and delight to customers that after a certain inflection point, the business reaches enough critical mass and starts accelerating faster and faster under its own momentum. In a way, Amazon is in the business of, you guessed it, building flywheel businesses. And Amazon has created five such flywheel businesses since it became a public company 21 years ago. I will tell you what these five flywheel businesses are in a moment, but first, let me take a quick detour to talk about the letters to Amazon shareholders, which Jeff Bezos writes, and which letters are related to the flywheel concept we've been talking about. Throughout Amazon's existence, Jeff Bezos has deliberately engaged in the leadership practice of writing letters to Amazon's shareholders. He writes one letter annually and includes it in Amazon's annual report. In each of these letters, Bezos discusses his business beliefs, his learnings, and overall philosophy in running Amazon. He also educates shareholders about why these business beliefs are important to the future success of the company. Bezos's wisdom and ahead-of-its-time vision are on remarkable display in these letters. Therefore, I think that most business leaders, from the entrepreneur to the CEO, would benefit from reading Bezos's time-tested lessons. These lessons are also a must-read for anyone who wants to work for Amazon or learn about the company in general. Okay, now let's go back to our five flywheel businesses we talked about a moment ago. Bezos explained the flywheel concept for the very first time in his 2014 shareholder letter and announced that Amazon, at the time, had developed three flywheel businesses, Amazon Marketplace, Amazon Prime, and Amazon Web Services. You should read the 2014 shareholder letter for a deeper perspective of these three businesses and find out more about what exactly they represent. Since 2014, Amazon has developed two additional flywheels. These two flywheels are Alexa and Amazon Business. Most everyone knows about Alexa's technology, so I'm not going to spend much time talking about it, but I should briefly touch on what is Amazon Business. Amazon Business is Amazon's marketplace that sells product and services to businesses of any size. All right, so far we have learned about Amazon's flywheel concept and what are Amazon's five flywheel businesses. Now, let's briefly discuss how Amazon would recommend to build a flywheel business. 
Amazon has identified three discrete mechanisms that they believe fuel their flywheel business concept. These three mechanisms are one, low prices, two, large selection, and three, fast shipping. Each of Amazon's five flywheel businesses are powered by these three basic mechanisms, low prices, large selection, and fast shipping. I know this, this sounds super straightforward and almost mundane. These mechanisms sound like almost elementary concepts, but that is really how Amazon thinks of its customer experience. And that is how Amazon goes about delighting and obsessing over customers every single day. Okay, this covered topic two, Amazon's customer experience basics. Now let's move on to topic three, Amazon's customers. Amazon divides its customers in four specific segments. One, consumers, two, sellers, three, content creators, and four, enterprises. We're going to spend a short amount of time discussing each of those segments. Let's start with consumers. These are people like you and I, and Amazon has a number of, of offerings that for that customer type. A number of examples here would include Amazon Echo, that is Amazon's cylindrical voice assistant. Alexa is the voice platform that powers the Echo experience and other voice embedded experiences in cars and other smart devices. A different Amazon consumer product is Kindle. Kindle is Amazon's e-reader, as everybody knows. Yet a different example is Amazon Fresh, the delivery of fresh groceries to customers, which delivery was boosted by the Whole Foods acquisition a few years ago. Uh, another example is Amazon Go. Amazon Go is the service where customers scan their phones when they enter a physical store, then pick any product they like and walk out of the store with the product without having to check out at a checkout facility. There, there are certainly other examples of products and services with which Amazon targets consumers, but you get the point. The second Amazon customer segment is sellers. The key piece for the seller group is that Amazon is enabling its sellers to sell side by side with Amazon's own labels and first party inventory. Fulfillment by Amazon or FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon, is the program where Amazon sells other sellers' products through its warehouses and through the Prime program, for example. More than 50% of the physical and digital product on Amazon's website are owned by third parties and are just fulfilled by Amazon. Therefore, Amazon is indeed a marketplace, not just an individual seller of its own first-party goods the way the company started 20-some years ago. Okay, the third Amazon customer segment is content creators. These are writers or filmmakers these are music creators or comic book artists or any other content creator types that exist out there. For these customers, Kindle Direct Publishing or KDP is the platform that enables writers to publish their books without the need of an agent. You can just post your electronic book to the Amazon store and Amazon will audit your work for trademark issues and plagiarism. If everything checks out okay, then they ingest your book on their Kindle marketplace within 72 hours, but usually it's about 24 hours, and you will become a self-published author that easily. 
CreateSpace is the KDP service that lets writers produce a print copy of their book from the book's digital version. Again, CreateSpace makes this process very easy. There's no need to print a large amount of paperback inventories. With KDP and CreateSpace, you can manufacture a paper book in just one or two copies if you like, and then sell it and then make some more. Amazon Studios is another service provider for content creators. Amazon Studios is the team that produces exclusive TV and film content on Prime Video. Or Amazon Studios could help release a third-party video product on Amazon's content platforms as a non-exclusive service or a non-exclusive product. Twitch is yet another service for content creators. Twitch is the platform that enables gamers to stream the games they play so that other gamers can watch and learn or spectate esports events, etc. The fourth and final customer segment is enterprises. This is the place where Amazon Web Services reigns supreme. Amazon Web Services are Amazon's online cloud services that let companies use Amazon's computing storage and other vertical cloud functions instead of these companies having to invest in data centers and server infrastructure themselves. So, for example, EC2, which stands for Elastic Compute Cloud, is the AWS vertical that focuses on computing. What this means is that if you're a company that wants to run a large number of transactions or run lots of parallel processes, instead of building the infrastructure to do so yourself, you can rent EC2 and pay Amazon based on your cloud usage of their AWS cloud in second-by-second -second increments. Another example is S3, which stands for Simple Storage Service. S3 is the AWS vertical that lets companies store their data on Amazon's servers. A different example of an enterprise service is AWS Marketplace, which is an online marketplace where companies can shop for various AWS vertical services, which are all certified by Amazon and work in conjunction with AWS. In total, more than 1 million active enterprise customers from Airbnb to General Electric all use AWS as their cloud solution provider. And one more interesting point here is that AWS is growing at a faster rate than the rest of Amazon, which is quite an accomplishment as well. Okay, this covered topic three, Amazon's customers. Let's move on to topic four. Amazon is rising. Amazon is rising indeed. All of this combined prominence in Amazon's business practices, Amazon's focus on the customer, their flywheel business concept, and their mission statement, all of these things have led to Amazon repeatedly winning important customer satisfaction awards. Amazon has been ranked as the number one company in the US Customer Satisfaction Index for eight years in a row. Amazon is also the number one company in the United Kingdom's Customer Satisfaction Index for five years in a row. Also, in 2018, they ranked as the number one company in the Harris Paul reputation quotient. And finally, again in 2018, LinkedIn, of all places, ranked Amazon as the number one company in the LinkedIn top companies list. 
Amazon needs quality talent like you in order to continue accelerating their growth and delighting customers. Amazon needs that infusion of talent to continue building on their successes in the future. Therefore, you should look at these accolades from the following different perspective. Not only would you benefit by working for Amazon, if you want to work there, of course, but Amazon would also greatly benefit from hiring someone like you. In other words, you are more valuable than maybe you give yourself credit for. Don't you forget that. Let's move on to our final topic, topic five. <laughs> you guessed it. That's the Amazon business quiz. We have published the full quiz on our website, amazonbound.today slash podcast. So go check it out and email us your responses to hello at amazonbound.today. I'm not going to read through every single quiz question here on the podcast, but I will read the first question to you to, to, to give you a taste of what the quiz is like. The first question of the quiz is, what is Amazon's mission statement? Ta-da! So our first quiz has a total of five questions. Please go to the website to find out what these five questions are. Email us with your responses. And then at the beginning of our next episode, we will award five listeners who have submitted the five best responses and we'll give these listeners a free lifetime access to the essential course to prepare for the Amazon interview, which is a $200 value for you guys. This covered topic five, the Amazon business quiz. And this also wraps up this third episode of our podcast. As always, I hope that this has been informative and helpful for you. And also, as always, you can find the full transcript of the episode on our website. That's all for a third episode. I am Nick Dimitrov, your host. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a second, please give us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. See you all next time.